This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Uh. Hey everyone, welcome to the Off the Rails show on the OFD podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bowles, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. It's late Friday night, and we just went through two solid weeks of uh, basically nonsense. The NF, or excuse me, the NCFAA which is, I believe, the, uh, the National Collegiate Football Awards Association, went through a, uh, a little release party, uh, a two-week-long release party, where they uh, dropped an award on one day and, and gave their watch list. And these watch lists are about, you know, 50 people long. They're huge. They're absolutely huge. We're going to get to this in a minute, but... but uh, yeah, two weeks. It uh, started off with uh, Benaric on Monday, uh, the 15th, and uh, today they Walter Camp. So, you know, <laughs> I, I like to, or I, I guess I, I reference the, the Irish Illustrated guys quite a bit. I guess out of all the Notre Dame media, and this includes Pete Sampson, I probably... Between them and the South Bend guys, I, I probably pay attention to a lot. They do their podcast a little bit more. Uh, the Irish Illustrated guys do a little bit more than than uh, than our friends over at the South Bend Tribune. But Tim Priester, who's you know he's been on the on the uh, Notre Dame beat for a long, long time. So guys like that, I pay attention to a lot. Can't say I agree with Tim on everything, but uh, I, I think I finally found an, an old man. Uh, Agreement with him and his hatred for watch lists. I I am completely on board with the absurdity of these award watch lists. Now look, they mean nothing, right? And it's July. If you took all this out, there was basically zero news 
all month long. Now, just in this last week, I, I think One Foot Down has like maybe three or four headlines of former Notre Dame whatever. Uh, so July's been a been a pretty, you know, and it's that's just the way it goes in college football. July is just a dead month. You know, we're in like the the lowest week, the lowest time of the year for sports, anyways. So it's a good time for them to do that. But at the same time, because of that, it kind of absorbs, you know, our own news, our own news cycle. You know, our our twitters, our Twitterverse, our blog sphere, um, whatever you want to call it. You know, our our, our little world of college football. It kind of um, kind of takes it over a little bit, and it, it's basically nonsense. Now, I think the awards themselves are just fine. Some days, and then sometimes I think they're crap, and we'll get to that too. But this watch list business is it just got out of control. And I used to be one of those guys that that waited for the for the watch list weeks, you know, to come by. And then as I released them, did a story, did a story. I think uh, I think Jude probably wrote a story on I can't even remember which one. Maybe it was the maybe it was the Ben Eric, the first one. And we and we had no conversations about this. So like it dropped and he went in and, and wrote a story like like you would expect, you know, it's Notre Dame news. So we're going to pick it up and 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 push it along. And then that was it. I was making no, you know, in the past I, I did them for all the awards and it's just it, it's so empty and hollow when you look at it in July and it's part of the college football that I hate. You know, I hate, you know, I, I just got done listening to Solid Verbal's last pot or their latest podcast. And there's a big, big discussion in there about like, about what's hurting college football, like attendance. And, you know, it just in general, what's hurting college football and the college football playoff. Uh, Dan Rubenstein has suggested that that's hurting college football uh, because of the way that the lens that's used to look at the sport is just through this, this four team thing. And I agree with them. I think too much, you know, the best thing about the college football playoff is, is that it takes away time from the nonsense about the Heisman in the first two weeks of the season. Now everyone's so focused. I mean, so extremely focused on the, you know, who's in, that it at least took care of some of the nonsense about who's winning a, a bullshit award that um, that no one can put a finger on other than it's the weirdest thing. Is the Heisman's literally the weirdest award to win. So I mean, it, it means there, there's no real meaning behind the award anymore. Maybe it never did. I mean, as far as like who's actually deserves a win and 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 all that, so this the watch list you know takes up some of that or takes up some of the time in July, and it just adds to a whole lot of the meaningless conversations that that we're having about college football and about Notre Dame football right now. I mean, look okay, at let's let's ru- let's run through the list. And just just to say that I informed people. I mean, I didn't write about them this time around, but at least in case you were on my boat of not really paying attention, 
maybe this is, you'll at least know. So, the big, yeah, little mush mouth tonight, you have to forgive me. Uh, the Begneric Award, uh, Khalid Kareem and Julian Aquara. The Maxwell Award, Ian Book. The Davey O'Brien Award, Ian Book. The Doak Walker Award, Jafar Armstrong and Tony Jones Jr. The Mackey Award, Cole Komet. The Remington Trophy, Jarrett Patterson. The Paycom Jim Thorpe Award, Alohi Gilman. The Outland Trophy, presented by NFID. Liam Eikenberg, Tommy Kramer. The Nagurski Trophy, Alohi Gilman, Khalid Kareem, Julian Aquara. The Warful Trophy, Jalen Elliott. And then finally, the Walter Camp Award, Ian Book. Now, that, that seems like a lot, right? And it is. But there are some awards that we skipped over because there was no Notre Dame uh, player on their watch list. And those awards are the Blitnikoff, the Buckus, the Groza, the Guy, the Horning. No Notre Dame players on there. And look, I'm not going to raise a fit. There's, uh, I'm not sure if lacrosse bro cricker deserves to be on the watch list for the Lou Groza Award just yet. Maybe Jay Bramblett doesn't deserve to be on the Ray Guy Award watch list as of yet. <laughs> so, it, it, it is what it is. But look, watch lists just feel pointless to me. I mean, they're like, what that? A watch list. That's like stuff that you just use like an airport or communists or your, the neighborhood you live in. <laughs> they just, it's not like it's a guideline. It was just like, hey, we're looking at these guys. You know, like, let's say, um, you know, Eastern Michigan's quarterback ends up throwing for like 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns and two interceptions. He's going to win the Davey O'Brien Award. He's not on the watch list. That's all there is to it. So, I mean, it's just pointless. I mean, the, this whole thing is kind of pointless. It gives us something to talk about, I suppose. Now, the awards themselves, I also feel they're... They, look, I can't get over some things in my life. Like, I, there are still... There are still weeks, months that go by where I am still think about something I did when I was... 22 or 24. I, some things I just don't get over. One of those things is the fact that Quentin Nelson did not win the Outland Trophy. I I have never in my life seen people drool and dissect and talk about a left guard as m- ever like that. Ever. After every game, I'm really since the Citrus Bowl and all the way through, I, I, I just can't believe, I, I, I cannot believe that, uh, that Quentin Nelson did not win that award. I, Ed Oliver, whatever. Whatever. 
Ed Oliver and Quentin Nelson in a fight. I'd say Quentin Nelson. He's in a teabag. I'm on top of it. I just, it, it didn't make any sense to me. The Heisman is one of those awards where you can throw your hands up, especially if you're a Notre Dame fan, up in the air. Now, granted, there are plenty of Syracuse fans that will, that will say, they'll look at me when I say that with a cocked eye, believing that, you know, Tim Brown stole the award in 87, whatever. But when I say that to Notre Dame fans, immediately, every single one of you already knows what I'm talking about. You're talking about Rocket getting beat out by Detmer. Like, who was the most feared person in college football? It was this tiny wide receiver who ran as fast as a Greek god. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so, this... the. All these awards things, it just it, it never makes sense to me anyways. You know, just take for, let's look at some of these, some of the things on the watch list. So some of these guys are, it's dead on. I've been there with Khalid and with Kareem and, and Aquara. I understand that. Maxwell book, sure. O'Brien book, sure. Doak Walker award has both Jafar Armstrong and Tony Jones Jr. They're hedging their bets right there. When it comes to a Notre Dame running back, <laughs> it just, like, if, if a team has two guys on the watch list, that means that that team is not going to have a winner. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it, it, it makes sense that a exclusive back is going to be winning that award, not someone who you're looking at another guy and you're kind of throwing your hands up around if you could see I'm Italian so I'm, I'm talking with my hands right now if you could see me it's like uh kind of like from major league when they're <laughs> talking about marbles my hands are going up and down but uh some of it just doesn't make any sense the Remington trophy especially and this is the one that Priester probably was close to his next heart attack <laughs> because of his feelings with <laughs> watch list Jared Patterson who I think we all, you know, a lot of us really believe is going to be a good center for Notre Dame. In fact, I think he's going to be a really good center for Notre Dame. But is he going to be one of the five best centers in college football as a redshirt freshman at a position that he's never played? Probably not. So his name being on a watch list is just like, you know, this is inside baseball. This is SIDs making a case for the guys on the team. I mean, I would love to know what Michael Birch's notes were for for all these awards. You know, how does you know how does Jarrett Patterson get on the Remington Trophy watch list, but yet Chase Claypool isn't on the Blitnikoff Award watch list? I, to me, it doesn't. No, that makes sense, and, and I know it doesn't make sense to a lot of you. And that's it. That, that, that's all I got, man. Watchless or watchless. If, if anybody made any hay out of any of this over the last two weeks, you, you, I'm sorry, but you wasted your time. I w- I've already wasted probably 15 minutes now talking about this. But it's what we have in July. So lucky for all of us, I mean, extremely lucky for all of us, 
college football is coming, y'all. It is on its way. So we are rapidly, rapidly approaching August. We are rapidly approaching fall camp in the summertime. And, you know, it, it's about to go down. So we can all rejoice in that. If if anything, at least we can look at the watch list as like, as kind of like a part of the nativity calendar. All right. This is, this is just one mark, one less marker. It's like uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's one last marker to hit on our path to our paradise of college football. So keep that in mind. Watch lists are for airports, communists, and and uh, neighborhood watches. So uh, other than that, it is what it is. I, I kind of I really wish this would be a, a middle of the season thing, but you know who cares in the middle of the season too, right? I mean we're we're so busy with with uh, with everything else. Who cares? So this is why it drops when it does. And it just, it is what it is. So take it as just a, if you will, just as a marker, if you will. And that's all I got for you all on this. Just hope you hope that was informational enough for you to, uh, to know who, I, I, I got it out there. I, I can't say that I, I went a year without running down all the, all the guys on the awards watch list. But take it for what it is. And college football is coming soon. And speaking of which, that means that uh, the polls uh, will be dropping uh, probably, oh, I think the coaches poll usually drops like, I, I want to say middle of August, and then the the um, AP is about two weeks before the season, uh, I, and I could be wrong on all that. But speaking of polls, head over to onefootdown.com right now and sign up for the SB Nation fan pulse, and you will get uh, get your voice heard. You will be able to vote each week on the top 25, and we'll have all sorts of cool stuff for you. Um, we're, we got Jude down in, uh, in the basement plugging away at spreadsheets and uh, throwing this project his way, so he, he's, a, he's in charge here. But this is a network-wide. This is an SB Nation network-wide thing, so this isn't just Notre Dame stuff. This is, you know, all of all the fans of college football that uh, that come on our wonderful network. Uh, and we're going to see what we got. We're going to see what we as, uh, you know, as fans can put together. Is our top 25 more viable? Does it make more sense than what uh, than what we see uh, from the AP and, and coaches polls generally? Uh, I, you know, we were in the, I was involved with the old blog poll uh, many years ago. And, and it was along for a long time before I, uh, I think I voted for maybe two, the last two years, maybe. And that was always interesting. That was, a, uh, and the more interesting thing was the dissection of the, of the poll afterwards, you know, who, wh- where was the bias? I mean, cause we all knew who was fans of what, and you know, where was the bias? Who, who, who showed the least, who showed the most, uh, and that, that's, and that's an interesting thing to watch because if, if if you believe that polls are all solely like these big bias things, you're wrong. But if you think they don't have anything to do with it either, then you're also extremely wrong. Uh, coaches poll altogether. I mean, 
They should drop the award watch list and the polls about the same time, and that's maybe about week five of the college football season. That would be cool. I'd be down with that. So anyway, so I'm gonna get off here. Hey, we we have we do have some um, some big OFD podcast episodes uh, coming up over the next week and a half. Uh, we got right now. I won't say who they are, uh, but I got two. Pretty big guests lined up um, for two different shows, and uh, yeah, they're not who you think. They're they're not former Notre Dame football players, um, but uh, these are these are some big names in the college football uh, world, and I'm I'm excited about it. You know, I, I we're gonna be able to sit down and, and pick their brains and uh, have some fun. Uh, I'm sure I'll ask Taco versus Burrito to to each of the guests. And, uh, and that's what we got. And we're, we're moving, we are moving forward towards the season and no one is happier than writers like me who are just grasping a straw. I mean, I have a note on my desk right now that says shark week ND. Why? Because shark week is officially beginning and I, I have nothing really of substance to write about. I mean, I guess I could, but I'm just so disinterested in everything right now other than just getting getting camp on, starting to see some of these position battles, uh, you know, clear, be clarified in a way and, and all that. So uh, <laughs> weird things like Shark Week ND are post-its on my desk. And who knows, who knows, maybe, maybe you know, I the thought was maybe a, uh, you know, each day, a new shark and how you define a shark. I don't know. And what per, what person's like a shark? I don't know. Shark, 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 shark. I'm sure it's been done before. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's probably that original idea. It doesn't, it doesn't even really sound like that good of an idea, but, uh, but it is what it is. Well, we'll keep going. That. So we'll keep jabbing your ear off. Uh, like I said, check the site out, uh, sign up for your fan poll for the fan polls, be a part of something, uh, and we'll do this together. So thanks for listening and uh, go Irish. <laughs>